So the message this morning is going to be short and to the point. There's not any fluff in it. I don't have any humorous anecdotes to share with you. Um, God doesn't pull any punches this morning. The gloves are off. And it became clear to me last night as I looked for an alternative message to deliver to you that uh, the Holy Spirit has this for us this morning. I'm not at all sure why this is in the lectionary for us. Um, I do know that we have an audience outside of this particular sanctuary and maybe this is for them, I don't know. But it was impressed upon my heart as not a single thought, idea, or anything, no matter how hard I search for something else to talk about this morning, it just would not come. And the Holy Spirit was very clear that it's going to be talked about this morning, even if it makes me a little squeamish, and even if it makes us a little uncomfortable. Now, that's a heck of an introduction, isn't it? There's an interesting passage of scripture in the lectionary for this morning. Uh, it's Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, and he's talking about glorifying God in body and spirit. And on the surface, that doesn't seem all that intrusive into our everyday experience, except for it can be uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable passage of scripture to discuss openly and publicly and in this format because it deals with issues of uh, a couple of different things. One, human sexuality and morality is, is one thing, but even more uncomfortable, I think, is that it deals with aspects of personal discipline and self-control. It deals with issues of self-respect and also respect for the one who created us. And so because of that, it's uncomfortable. And I apologize in advance if it makes you uncomfortable. But the Holy Spirit is adamant that this needs to be talked about this morning. I was so uncomfortable that I was up earlier than usual this morning and I was still wrestling with the idea of not talking about this passage of Scripture. I wanted a different message for this congregation this morning. But it didn't come. And I think it didn't come because there's more to glorifying God in body and spirit than just the question of, of sexual morality, of human sexuality. Um, those are the things that Paul talks about, but there's, there's a whole lot more aspects to holiness and righteousness within our own bodies than just the question that deals with human sexuality. See, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 12, he says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and both of those things God will eventually destroy. 
The body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said the two shall be one flesh, but anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Paul is saying that just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. So if I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I might become a slave to my whims, to my own human desires, whatever those might be. There's an old saying, first you eat to live and then you live to eat. And it may be true that the body is only a temporary thing, but that's no excuse for overeating or overindulging with things of the flesh. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. He's saying that since the master honored you with a created body, made in his image and likeness, then it's up to us to honor him with how we use that body. God honored the master's body, Jesus's body, by raising it from the grave. And he's promised us as believers that he will do the same for us with the same resurrection power that same power that he raised Jesus from the grave with, he will use that same power to resurrect us. And so until that time occurs, we need to remember that our bodies are created with the same dignity as was Jesus's body. And then Paul says, you wouldn't take the master's body and Use it to engage in profane things. So don't take your own and do the same. Now he gets off, Paul gets off on this uh, discussion of, of human sexuality. And he says there's, there's more to sex than merely the act of sex. Sex is as much a spiritual mystery as it is a physical fact. And it was designed by God for the sanctity of the marriage bed. And the saying that two become one is more than just a saying. And he likens it to the relationship in the spiritual realm that we have with Jesus, the son. He says, since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue those kind of lusts that avoid commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. Those acts that can never become one. 
See, there's a sense that sexual sin is different from all the others. Because in sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. These bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love. For becoming one with our spouse. Paul's saying, didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place where the Holy Spirit resides in you as believers. He's saying, don't you see that you can't live however you please and squander what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not just a piece of property that belongs to the spiritual part of you. God owns everything. Body, mind, soul, spirit, it all belongs to him. And so Paul is saying, let people see God in and through your Mind, body, soul, and spirit. Everything belongs to him. Now he's not limiting this discussion just to human sexuality. There's other things that we do with our bodies that are not pleasing to God or healthy for us. Things that don't make a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit a place where the Holy Spirit wants to dwell. Nothing we do to our bodies, put in our bodies, nothing we ingest, inhale, inject, or take into our bodies in any way, shape, or form should ever be harmful to our body or shameful to our spirit. Nothing we do to our bodies should ever grieve the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. You were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. You shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit because this is the place where the Holy Spirit chooses to dwell once you become a believer in Jesus Christ. You are sealed as Christ's own forever. And so you have to keep this temple, your body, holy, righteous, sacred, set apart. So I think we get the idea that our bodies are not our own. They are temples of the Holy Spirit. A Holy Spirit who dwells within you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You are a temple. You are a temple sealed and marked as Christ's own forever. And so you have to treat the body with the care, respect, and dignity that a temple deserves. Temples are holy places. They're set apart for the purposes of the creator God. It reminds me, Jesus said before he ascended, he said a couple of things. He said he was going to prepare a place for us. You remember? And he also said that he would send his Holy Spirit to us to guide us, to counsel us, to comfort us, to sustain us. Right? And while he's there preparing a place for us, our job is to prepare a place for the Holy Spirit to reside in us. If he's sending us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit chooses to dwell in us, 
we have an obligation to prepare a place. Just like Jesus is doing for us in heaven, we have an obligation here to prepare a place for the Holy Spirit to reside in us, a place worthy of the Spirit to reside, a place that's smoke-free, a place that's alcohol-free, that's drug-free, a place that's healthy and clean and well-cared for. Now, he's not saying it's, it's not okay to have a glass of wine or a beer every now and then. That's not what he's saying. He's saying it's, it's, it's okay if you're taking prescription medication. It's okay. But if you're abusing any of that, it's not okay. Because you have been bought with a price. Your body, your life has been bought with a price. Such a high price. Jesus went to the cross to pay for you. And for me. We can't live our lives however we please. We must live our lives to please him. We can't live our lives however we please. We must live our lives to please him. I mentioned that my New Year's resolution was uh, to be healthier in body, healthier in spirit, healthier in emotion, healthier all the way around. And so this message is very much for me, especially me. And if any part of it is for you, then grab onto that. Grab onto the part that applies to you. Whatever it is you're putting into your body, whatever it is you're putting into your mind, whatever it is that you take into this temple, make sure that it's something that you'd be okay telling your mom about. Make sure it's something that's healthy and worthy of the Holy Spirit that resides in you as a believer. If you haven't made a New Year's resolution, and I'm not big on resolutions, but I am big on commitment. If you haven't made a commitment for anything this year, consider ridding your body and your spirit, your mind of anything that's unhealthy and unworthy of the Spirit of God who dwells in you. Go into the new year with a temple that the Holy Spirit would be proud to set up camp in. Because you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's who you are. Sometimes it helps to be reminded of that. I know it helps me. There's a lot of stuff that I take in to my mind in the course of the day that I have to spend an awful lot of time in prayer and really work at getting back out again it's best not just to take it in because you are a temple temple of the Holy Spirit that's your identity as a believer in Christ like it or not Holy Spirit is going to set up camp in you as a believer 
once you commit to being a follower of Jesus. That's just the way it works. It doesn't eliminate your free will. And so you have the ability to pull in or not pull in anything into your body, into your heart, into your mind. And so you have to be ever watchful of the stuff that's out there that wants to permeate your being, that wants to get inside the temple and mess things up. That's it, short and sweet today. But important, powerful. I don't know who that was for. I know it was for me. But if that resonates with you, then I hope that you will be blessed by it and have an experience with Christ because of it. And hopefully it causes you to do maybe some things differently this year. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.